Welcome back. Welcome back, motherfuckers, to Things Are Here Concern. You're here with your host, Ella Tudor. And I'm Berenice Diaz, and this is Things For Your Concern, the podcast where we talk about... Ourselves. <laughs> Not just ourselves. Other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and much more. Thank you so much for coming back. Today we have guests. We have Gabe and Joelle for Mind of a Real. And we talk about what it means to be real. We talk about mental health. It was really awesome to have them on, have their perspective, and collab with some real, real people. With a Libra and an Aquarius. We don't yes. know. Um, they didn't tell us the time they were born, so we couldn't look up their birth charts. But maybe we'll do that later. We'll let you know. <laughs> but I feel like this is a really exciting episode. There was a lot of truth bombs, so like, buckle mm. up. Mm. Um, if maybe you're going to hear something that you need to hear, but you didn't want to hear. So, let's begin the episode. Let's go. Woo! All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are here today with Gabe and Joel. They are part of the podcast called Mind of Real, and we're so excited to have them. We're going to talk a little bit about what being real means and about their podcast and just get into it. So uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves because they're going to do a way better job than me. So Gabe, Joel. Welcome! We're so excited to have you. Can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, what you guys are about, and kind of more about your guys' podcast? All right, you bet. Um, yo, what up, people? Um, I'm Gabe. <laughs> I, you, yeah. Oh, see, I thought she was going to do, like, all your nicknames. See, I was... Nah, okay. nah. <laughs> <laughs> and this oh. is my co-host, Joel, a.k.a. Joe Spoonie. Say what's up to their listeners, <laughs> their people. Uh, what's up? How y'all doing? <laughs> Like like she said, um, we host the Mind of a Real podcast. It's basically an open-ended podcast about any and everything. I like to joke around and say that it's a podcast about everything and nothing. Um, we kind of tackle real-world topics, things that are just off the top of our minds, and we add kind of our own dynamic to it. It gives our listeners, our features, and ourselves just a place to be free and to speak our truth and express the truth. We drop episodes every Tuesday, every week on Tuesday, and that's pretty much it about me. Joel, anything you want to wanna say, bro? As far as, like, podcast-wise, I guess it's just a place where we invite people to come and, like, you know, be your true self, offer, like, you know, unfiltered thoughts, like, just straight from your mind. Absolutely. Okay. Unfiltered. Love it. Joel, tell us who you are. What are you about? Most people describe me as a pretty laid back individual. I don't really get into too much. Unproblematic. <laughs> yeah, Chill. very. No, cap. He's very. <laughs> cap. He's very problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, I believe him being so laid back is the reason why I constantly like want to strangle him because it's like, <laughs> the difference, you know, a line between like you know laid back and chill and then it's like you're just so nonchalant it becomes sickening (laughs) (laughs) so you guys have mind of the mind of real and how do you like come up with the name and how does it like describe your podcast okay so it's mind of a real mind of a real and so basically i had created it while i was at georgia state university Mm -hmm. i was in my dorm i had had the idea of starting a podcast floating around and while I was in my dorm I was brainstorming names which is probably the hardest part in yeah. starting a podcast mm-hmm. like like what to call your podcast right 
So I'm sitting there and the first see, normally people go through like a long list of potential names and they test it out and it's kind of fluctuation. Luckily for us, it was only a coin toss between one other name and the one other name. The first name that I was going to name the podcast was going to be Lost in Thought, abbreviated mm. L-I-T. But I reached out to some people that I knew was unbiased and, you know, was going to tell me, like, if it was garbage or not. <laughs> so I broke it down to them. <laughs> yeah. And um, they basically said, like, yeah, bro, like, that's pretty trash. It's like, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't. And I'm not that type of person where it's like, I'm, like, I'm going to take it on the chin. I was like, it stung a little bit. But I was like, this is what I needed. Because if this person is saying it, I don't want 5,000 other people mm-hmm, to be like, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> trash. So that same night, I listened to a song by, uh, I'm pretty sure it's T9. It's a rap song by T9 called Mind of a Real. Mm. And I just love that song so much. It's a bop. And I relate <laughs> to that song so well. And I'm like, yo, bro. I had thought back to a conversation that my best friend and I had before I got to my dorm. And she basically said that if I hosted a podcast, she knew that I would speak only real shit, real facts, you know, things like that. So I was like, yo, Mind of a Real. I really like that. So took it in with it the reason why i call it mind of a real is because when you when you say mind you think of one mind one one brain right and we address our people as a movement as a family so we're all collectively one real mind you know mm. but but different perspectives of that one mind because the world can be seen through a billion eyes you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. different perspectives okay. so when you talk about mind of real it's we're gonna say what everybody's thinking but people are scared to we're mm-hmm. going to push the perspective that other people you know will not really see off the rip you know what i'm saying so just being real and being authentic was the purpose you know creating that like he said unfiltered raw uncut because like i remember the first 15 episodes of the show were unedited Mm. completely we did not edit a single thing because we wanted people to hear our breasts we wanted people to hear our long pauses when we literally did not know what to talk about (laughs) we'd sit there and we just look at each other so that's just a little bit about the origin of the name and what we're about cool and have you all been friends for a while or how did you two get together um i wouldn't consider joelle my friend he really is like that 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 brother that's really annoying to have but you love him you know what i'm saying i knew joel what is that like about two years now two two, going two on. we met yeah it was like 2008 see because we met on playstation that's how we yeah. met oh how we met. wow so my, my, love little, that. My, my little brother he um we were on the game and my little brother's cousin um had brought Joel and him in, like his cousin in, yeah, to the PlayStation party and things like that. And Joel just connected with everybody, but his cousin didn't really like everybody. Kinda, <laughs> everybody kind of pushed him to the side <laughs> and like brought in Joel. And I was like, man, this kid, man, you know, he at first Joel was like extremely quiet. He didn't really say nothing to nobody. <laughs> But I was like, bro, there's something about him. Like, I feel like I relate to this nigga a lot. You feel me? <laughs> and um, so basically from there, we became cool. And then there will be nights on the game where it will just be us two. And we'll sit and we'll talk and we'll have some really deep, engaging conversations. And uh, yeah, so when I decided that I wanted to have a co-host or I was going to have episodes where I had a co-host, because originally it was going to be a solo pod. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I thought I was like, who can bring a dynamic feel that can balance me out yeah. and he was the first person that i thought of what are your zodiac signs uh, uh 
I'm a Libra. Okay. I think I'm an Aquarius. I don't, I don't keep up. No. Wait. <laughs> Am I a Yeah. January is like. Um, I'm January Capricorn 24th. Or, oh, yeah. You're an Aquarius. Yeah. You guys are big on astrology and stars. Not like a ton. Like, I think when I'm my worst self, like in the middle of the night, I'll be like, what does my sign mean? What does my birth chart mean? But usually it's okay. But I, I, I feel like I am to Zodiac what men are to fantasy football. You know what I'm mm, saying? I subscribe. Mm. I play. You know, like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not real yeah, but it's fun to follow you know, you know? That, uh, a relationship comp- yeah <laughs> relationship. zodiacs <laughs> i remember i'm not i'm not really into it at all i'm not gonna say at all like i like gaining knowledge about it but like the one time that i had a girl tell me that we couldn't be together because we weren't compatible i was like <laughs> i was like what does what does this mean like what what, what are you saying right now for real and now it's dangerous because like soon as like you first meet a girl one of the first questions they ask so like where and what time were you born <laughs> I, yeah it's important information we gotta note, note that down be, well you just gotta absolutely. be careful she's not trying to steal your identity you know ah yeah right <laughs> I mean it's not suspicious at all that she asked for my social too right right <laughs> yeah I only gave her the last four numbers so I should be like, cool. credit, credit chill. card billing address you know that, that's that's cool shit you know? alright so what does it mean when you say you've been talking a lot about like mind of a real but what does real mean like let's get down to the nitty gritty and what does that mean for you guys and we'll share what we think yeah so like for real because i mean yes it's, it can be a pretty like objective term but i've always seen being real it's like just being true to yourself mostly like for you to say something that you truly believe like regardless of what everybody else thinks mm-hmm. just having like the ability to like to speak your mind truth truthfully truth truthfully oh, to yourself <laughs> i believe being real is removing attachment to the outcome it being real equates to wholeheartedness mm-hmm. and with being wholehearted it means no matter what the situation or circumstance you will remain constant you will remain true you will remain real um because when you detach yourself from the outcome of situations it allows you to see things judgment free you are not clouded as much by emotion and by expectations and by potential rewards and things of that nature you're real you know you're you're detaching yourself from that and you're just diving in you know what i'm saying i feel as though being real is understanding you'll get hate when you give love you'll get overlooked when all you do is support other people being real is doing the things that people will look at you and ask why are you doing that and still do it being real is being the hammer when everyone else around you wants to be the scab. It's unwrapping hard truth. It's pulling people's demons out of their closet and making them face it. It's just what needs to be done. Like you said, the nitty gritty, getting your hands dirty. Because majority of the time, especially in today's society, not a lot of people like that. You know, everybody wants to keep, they want to keep clear. They want to keep calm. They want to keep their hands clean. So that's that was very poetic. On. I like that. <laughs> I would agree with you. And I would say that being real for me is just being my authentic authentic self and I think at times there's so many things in society that push you to want to assimilate to want to like not cause a lot of noise but I don't know like realizing the things that align with your values and like for me a big one was speaking up I became a person that didn't really speak up because of my identity I just wanted to be kind of like unseen for a little bit Mm. and then I was like that's not making me happy like I'm not happy and through like having a really good set of friends that cared and valued my opinion and wanted me to be outspoken I think I was able to grow and truly recognize how it can benefit to be real even when sometimes like you can be blunt and you can like hurt people's feelings so there's a balance there but 
Yeah. What about you, Ella? You know, we always say like we try to keep it real, real. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not (laughs) always appreciated. But I think for me is I think I found myself having a set of friends that I didn't really enjoy being around because they were like, it's weird when you're younger because you just try to fit in so badly that it doesn't really matter who you're trying to fit in with. And so I found myself not really liking my friends just because and I'm like, well, of course you don't like your friends because you're not being yourself. And so I feel like kind of like your vibe attracts your tribe and like being able to be your authentic self allowed me to find like minded people and find more fulfillment in my life than I ever did, like pretending to be somebody else. Mm, I think I think that's something that a lot of people suffer from because we just got done talking about that on an episode of ours um and it's like i i went through that same exact thing but like mine was really bad <clears throat> and looking back now i realized that my my old self was not in any regard real because i was so tied to being somebody i wasn't for the approval or just the acceptance of others and things like that so i would constantly put on new facades and build new personas that just wasn't me in any 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 regard in any life so. and like who influenced this mantra in your life Was it just like you or was there anyone like in your family or friends that you know, was really leaving, living their truth, keeping it real. And you were like, yeah, I need to do that. For me, honestly, it, it's kind of in a backwards way. It was my parents, but it was like, they didn't show me real. They showed me the back end of that. So like they, it was all things negative and facade and just fake, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those people and not a lot of people are like this. It's really hard to see something and not directly follow it. But I was one of those kids coming up, having my parents be the way that they are are and were it kind of caused me to be like i don't want to be like you guys Mm -hmm. i want when you know i step out of a room i want people when they speak about me it's good stuff it's not negative you know and i want the words that come out of my mouth to hold weight i don't want to say something and then people are like "Eh, i mean it's gabe that said it you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so just Mm. having you know coming up and having them just have played such a wayward role in my life so to speak it caused me to have that real mentality like all right, man, I'm going to be real because they are not. I don't want when people look at my family, they equate me with them and they group me with them like, okay, well, his mom and dad are like this, so he has to be like this. It's like, nah, why are you like this, but your parents are like this? You know mm-hmm. what I'm so that's how it is for me, Joel. I would say for me and like my upbringing, because like uh, one thing personally, like with me is like when there's someone I admire, I always try to like pick like one trait from that person and like apply it to myself. Mm. So like, if somebody has a quality that I want to approve on, like I want to hang around with them and like gain that quality. And as far as like real, cause I know like with my mother, I've taken a couple tricks from her that I admire. Like she has a good ability, like avoiding drama, avoiding negative people. And like, that's something I try to mirror with myself. And another like, you know, role model for me as far as realness goes is, you know, uh, Mr. Jermaine Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was gonna come. I knew he was gonna bring up J. Cole. Uh, He's he's just a very he's a very real I mean, yeah, he is he is real though. I I do admire Jermaine Cole. He's got a cult (laughs) following of boys. I mean I I, I've been to like boys' places and they have like him framed. Like I mean, I've been to a J. Yeah. Cole concert. It was lit. I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, oh my I'm god. Not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a die-hard fan like Joel. Like Joel says, that's his damn cousin or something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I just 
I like good music. Music has always been like a safe haven for me. And Jermaine, he, his practices as a human is is genuine for real. Like, so he could, yeah, he's a blueprint. I love that. I would say it's interesting that you guys talked about your upbringing. I would say that my it's so funny because I when I was younger, like was like, ah, I don't want to be like my dad, like because you just want to be different, you know, not because of anything like that. Uh, you kind of want to like make your own way in the world. But now I'm getting older and I'm like, wow, a lot of the things that I didn't understand my dad talking to me about makes more and more sense as an adult. I think something that I've come to the realization recently is that there's the world we wish we wish there's the way that we wish the world was right and where anyone can do anything without judgment and you know be whatever and then there's like the real world that we live in where we have to like realize like how to keep ourselves safe and protected Mm -hmm. and i think like the realness of the world has like made me a little bit more real you know i my, the relationship I have with my dad, I would say, we keep it pretty real with each other. He's not about the bullshit. Like, I think he knows when I'm trying to play myself, when I'm, like, going around something that at the end of the day isn't going to benefit me. And he'll be straight up like, how is that going to benefit you, girl? Like, that's think about that. Yeah, think let's, about that. let's let, think let, this yeah, through. Yeah. And there's instances where, you know, I was a little goon kid. I ran around, like, with a couple of friends and we got into shit. And I think that my parents were oblivious to it, but they always tried to give us, like, good advice and i mean to this day i have friends that are like remember when your dad told me not to do this and that that was a bad idea like and then i did it and then it was a horrible idea and i'm like paco just knows paco tries to pretend like he doesn't know what's going on but like he knows that we're dumb as fuck so um yeah i i really admire that quality and that relationship that we have where he basically doesn't let me live in bullshit and lets me know when I'm playing myself. And I really value that because not a lot of people are going to be like that. Not a lot of people are going to let you know when you they think you're making a mistake. Obviously, like, don't hammer your friends every single time they make a decision that you don't agree with. Because at the end, you have to respect that it's other people's lives and decisions. Mm-hmm. But I think that you can notice when someone is playing themselves and deliver that message in mm-hmm. in a, an adequate a very nice way oh yeah for sure i agree with that 100 percent. i'm actually struggling with that right now actually like kind of finding the line between like not going too hard on them but trying to tell them like hey i see this is not gonna be productive for you in the future like what are you doing <laughs> the delivery is key yes <laughs> i i have a hard time with because i'm i mean i see the world kind of like in black and white and i also just like i'm kind of a like i think things very very far ahead, which to my detriment, my therapist says I should live in the moment sometimes. But I'm thinking like 10 steps ahead and I do that for other people. And I'm just like, oh, my God, like I can see where this is going. But the thing is, is I can't tell the future. So sometimes I have to humble myself and like be like, you might not know everything, but it is hard when you see a friend that's like going down a bad path and trying to help them out and keeping it real, but also not trying to sever your, you know, sever the relationship between you and that other person because they think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. 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 All right. So basically, we know that being real is a great thing. But how does how has being real benefited or affected uh, different aspects in your life, like maybe with mental health or relationships, etc? Well, I'll say like with being real, before you go out into work into the world being real, you have to like take a look at yourself and like be honest with yourself. Like, you got to take everything in, like things you do like and things you don't like. And sometimes you got to understand like what needs to change. And sometimes some things are just who you are. 
that's a fact. And that's basically it's basically in broad view what I was gonna say. Um, because as far as like mental health, speaking on myself personally and what I try to preach to other people, because I I'm a strong advocate for practicing what you preach. I just looked at it like when you talk about mental health and realness, it's a heavy topic because it's a center point of all things, like he just said, you know, because it starts with you. It ties back to everything that we've been saying today so far. Being real as far as your mental health is entering what I like to call your darker room. It's getting bombarded with all the hard truths that you've been trying to keep away, that you've been trying to suppress, that you've been running from since you were 12 years old. And like, you know, it's taking all of that in, acknowledging, accepting, and then growing from it. And then being able to walk back out of that room, a transformed individual. Because at the end of the day, while you're in that room, only you know 100% what you need, only you. Mm -hmm. So you owe it to yourself to be real and be like, this is what I know needs to happen. I know I need to go in here. And I know while I'm in here, I need to take X, Y, and Z steps to then be able to heal, elevate, be reborn, and then walk out. You see what I'm saying? It's like a overall negative and positive pull. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard to find the balance. But when you do, it's 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 cool. I like what you say when you have to be real with yourself first. I feel like when I first started getting help with my mental health, like I pretty much like powered through my life without getting any sort of help until it really like kind of hit like a breaking point. And I was really real with myself. Where it's like this isn't a normal feeling. I really like, need some help. That really helped me because once I kind of took that step and then got the ball rolling, I'm in a much better place than I was and for a really long time I kind of like just ran away from feelings and dark thoughts and just kind of was like nope let's be the life of the party let's do you know overcompensate for negative feelings by doing things that I thought was making me happier but in reality when I sat down and checked with myself I was like this isn't making me happy this is just covering up what what I really need to work on so a lot of people it takes them a little bit of time to confront that and like it's never easy but once you do like I always say like the other side of getting help and helping yourself is just so much your life is just so much easier and life is changing as you get older I think it was easier for me to like roll with the punches and just keep going as I was like younger and as I started getting older I think the issues in my life became bigger so I was unable to kind of just like push them aside and say everything is fine everything is fine everything is fine but the biggest thing for me with learning to be real is learning when to ask for help and that's something that I learned in therapy that has become like really great for me because since I've always been kind of a person that bottled things up I've been able to kind of like assess where my anxiety is and when is it that I need to like reach out and tell somebody what's going on with me and that's something that I've never been really good at is asking for help but that's a huge part of being real with yourself that I would encourage everybody if you have a difficult time asking for help practice just like asking for help in very like minimal things and that will lead you to kind of recognize when you need help and when making you more comfortable and asking for help I think that personally I love to be independent so asking for help is difficult for me because it means that I will be dependent on somebody else but do you also feel like a part of that not you know necessarily reach because I know for a person like me it, it is you know independence is a thing for me as well but I know majority of it however is I feel as though if I were to reach out to certain people for help they would kind of cling on to the information or the help that I need so and I've experienced that in the past so it, that's why it makes it kind of hard for me to ask for help but I had to learn that um just because let's say out of 10 people three people you know slam the door in your face it doesn't mean the other seven are going to do the same so you can pair right. that also with what you said about taking the baby steps you 
know, small things, asking different people, you know, not being discouraged if one person is like, nah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and you kind of find out who's really there for you mm-hmm. <laughs> when you do that. Absolutely. And obviously with any information you give somebody, that's a, like like a risk. Yeah, but... vulnerability is hard for sure. But I think I'm at a point where I'd rather be vulnerable and get hurt than like live in my own like chaotic little world in my brain where like mm-hmm. people are against me. And I care, like, I used to care a lot about what people thought. But now I'm just like, they don't pay my bills. Like, they don't fucking, they're not here with me at night where I'm, like, having an anxiety attack. So at the end of the day, like, what other people think or what other people see is not that much, like, relevant to, like, my day-to-day. Yeah, I also think in addition, sometimes the story we tell ourselves is untrue just because, you know, I, I know that a story I constantly told myself was, don't trust men because they're going to hurt you because that's been my experience. But that's not true to everyone. And going into uh, like telling yourself this story that someone's constantly going to hurt you isn't isn't going to be able, you aren't going to be able to build connections with anybody. And I think a lot of people would probably be surprised who cares. You know, there's probably people that you don't that you don't know care about you. And like, you know, if something bad happened to you, they would really like be more upset that you didn't feel comfortable coming and talking to them versus you just suffering alone. So I think that sometimes we tell ourselves our this false story that we like are independent people because obviously our society teaches us like, oh, you know, if, if something's going to happen, it, you have to make it happen and stuff like that. So you're constantly feeling like it's just you versus the world when that's not entirely true. It's wild that you said that because I just had said something to myself because, you know, I talk to myself. That's a thing that I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I was talking to myself and. I literally wrote, you can struggle in private, just not alone in silence. So you can struggle in private, you know, be hurting in private. You don't want to have to broadcast it on social media or whatever to the entire globe, but just not alone in, in silent. You see what I'm saying? You know, there are people, like you said, there are people who is out there who is willing to help. Yeah. Mm. And I think there's also power in sharing that you're struggling every now and then. You know, I know like social media is in the best. I, I think that if you keep it pretty fake on social media, like always, always, always happy, then you're selling kind of like an edited version of yourself. And that's not really what mm. life is. And usually when you're able to be transparent and vulnerable, some people will find will find community in that will be like, oh, I'm struggling with the same things. And I think that's a big thing with this podcast, like we're putting our lives out there and there is a risk in that. But we've also found a lot of people who can connect with like what we're saying. And I love that. So in friendships or overall has keeping it too real ever gotten you in like hot water? Well, I mean, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna get you in arguments because like there's gonna be times like where a friend comes to you and like you might tell them what they need to hear, but that just might not be what they want to hear. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like that'll cause y'all to clash heads. And I mean, like in any type of interactions, you're gonna like find those times where you don't agree. So like sharing opinions is always it's always that risk factor to sharing opinions because you never know what anybody else is gonna think. I mean, but then you gotta ask yourself, uh, what's the line between opinionated and fact? You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I like to tell people that if you think something is opinionated before it even gets to you, you're gonna receive it as an opinion, not a fact. So I, I don't know. It's got me. It gets me in trouble, damn near <laughs> of my of my life because I'm that's just how i'm built um, yeah because um a really good friend of mine 
son's mother tells me it's like you know treat people how you want to be treated you know what you give is what you're gonna get so in that it's like i want people to be less agreeable with me and by that i mean if i do something that you don't like or you see is wrong or you know it's wrong ethically morally naturally whatever let me know tell me keep it a g wagon because i'm gonna do the same for you and nine times out of ten it's gonna be in a delivery way where they're not gonna agree with it because i'm not really a beat around the bush type guy i'm not gonna sugarcoat it i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you and not a lot of people like that you know you know and then the thing is is some people do like that i do feel like sometimes people are like oh, i always know that i'm gonna get like real from you you know what i'm saying like when they mm -hmm. come and ask for advice like i'm not gonna just sit here and be like you're doing great you're doing sweetie. great like i'll just be like you know <laughs> You know, if I, you know, this might be a couple things to consider. And I think people appreciate that because sometimes they know that they're not doing right and they just need someone to tell them that they're what they already think. Because if they're coming to you asking you for like advice, feedback, and really. feedback, they either want validation of their actions or they want validation of their thoughts of things that they know aren't right, you know? And I think that sometimes if you come from a good place, people know the difference. Like I, I don't just come at people for no freaking reason well actually sometimes people are coming at me sideways i sometimes come for people but in my like relationships day to day it's fine i think sometimes my confrontational me being kind of confrontational and keeping it real avoids me making friendships like i've definitely gotten into into it with strangers especially like in a bar setting like whatever but i don't really care about those people and their opinions and i'll call them out yeah, honestly. I think the only times I've gone in hot water is with strangers. Yeah. When people try to man-explain me something and I call them out on it, they usually are not very happy about it. When I... <laughs> There's just, yeah, I, I think with my friends, they value that I'm honest. Again, delivery is key. I like to, if I'm offering somebody feedback, I like to come as like, hey, this is coming like from a place of love. I'm noticing like this behavior. And obviously, like, I'm not concerned about your life. Like, I know that you're a good person. You're going to make like the best choices for yourself. But I just want you to know, like, this is kind of going against what you preach. Like, if you if your actions don't align, like, with your words, then there's a misconnect and, like, what's going on. I've had friends in the past who had had, like, a lot of, like, alcohol and drug abuse and I'm just like, hey, just so you know, like, the version that you tell me of your life is really different from the life that I see you living mm -hmm. and I just want to know, right. like, if you're okay, mainly because you're my friend and I care about you. You have a very kind heart. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Better than me. I tell people, like, bro, this is garbage. What are you doing? Are you okay? Are you bad? <laughs> Nah, it, all, it all depends if it's like if it's like a brotherly sisterly type thing that's how i'm coming but if it's anybody else it's like yeah i'll try to i'll try my best to i mean to yeah yeah yeah. it depends with ella yeah. it's a it's a different story we can call each other out a little more different depending on the topic like if it's a fuck boy that yeah we keep going back to ella's like i don't want to hear about him anymore okay why is he still relevant why is he still in the picture and i'm like you're right i need to get like that i need to get like that because i have a lot i have too many friends that come to me about a john or a dude that's been a reoccurring thing and i'll be like yo i want to say please just just stop like stop going back like, well i think <laughs> you know in that situation i was just like bro like we've been through this like you know what i'm saying like this dude sucks right. like we know this dude sucks so at this point like it's a choice you know that you're choosing to stick around yeah. for this dude that sucks. Like, you know yeah like this is no longer about him because he's shown like that's the thing about people people show their cards pretty early on right unless they're like kind of crazy but like i'm just like <laughs> bro you. believe the person that 
that this person is showing you, believe them. If they're showing you that they suck and that they're an asshole, believe them because this version <laughs> they're not going to change. They're not changing. Like they're You're showing stuck you who they are. Being an asshole. So, do we have any ending thoughts <laughs> about keeping it real or about your podcast? I, I actually I did want to talk to you because this is a growing issue in today's society. Being real and genuine in relationships. Mm. I did because it's yeah. very, it's very it's one of those situations that should be black and white, but people are adding red areas, blue areas, green areas. And this is how I believe it should be as far as being real and authentic and genuine in your relationship. It's represented by elevation, understanding your partner, understanding love. Become becoming truth. It's hearing your partner, having uncomfortable conversations with them, um, with yourself and how your actions are affecting them as your partner. It's being real in a relationship. It, it should be the foundation. Building upon transparency with one another, admitting when you're wrong, and most importantly, being real as far as your relationship means going beyond settling for, you know, like you guys just said, settling for a person who you know is showing you who and what they really are. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a hard thing to do because a lot of times we kind of put our morals and ethics in the back seat for relationships and things like that, and it shouldn't be like that because that mm -hmm. also ties into being real with yourself. It's like you know what am I going to sit here and allow myself to take for so long? Um, so yeah. Okay, I was going to say like another thing like with the whole uh, relationship thing. It's like uh, because like there's accepting flaws because once you gain and attach someone, you start like accepting all of them, including their flaws, and that's a good thing. But the thing you got to watch out for is people start like brushing a side red flags when they pop up mm -hmm. just because that attachment is there and like they like because they start brushing them off until they start getting too big to ignore and then it becomes a problem i think that's just partly because of physical attraction which is something that we've amplified over the last decade you know because if i think you're pretty you could be a dirt bag but, <laughs> you have but a because nice, you're hot you nice, i'm allow it yeah <laughs> oh you have a really pretty face so it's like yeah you can be a terrible human it's like no that's not how that works at all but yeah i think it's hard with relationships because no one tells us how to do relationships right so you kind of have to learn as you go and mm. you're not going to get it right the first time like you might get a broken heart there might be boundaries that people have to push in order for you to know that they were there and for you to be able to establish boundaries in future relationships so yeah they're they're tough i think the biggest thing for me in relationships being real with myself is really asking myself how I feel about a relationship and where I am in my life and how I see myself in that relationship and if I love the way that I'm being in a relationship because you can lose yourself in several aspects you love somebody so much that you're willing to compromise a lot of things sometimes and I feel like taking a second and just reflecting on your relationship and asking yourself, is this something I'm really, I actually want to compromise or is it because I love the person and that I'm compromising this big thing in my life? Mm. I think my biggest relationship advice will is and always will be is that we have this tendency to be like the best versions of ourselves when we start dating someone. And sometimes you're selling something that isn't you. And like, obviously like I used to do this thing where I was like, I don't know. It's not like I was pretending to be somebody else, but I just was like, 
just being a, a way more, I guess, easy to be around. I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, I'm a very confrontational person. So sometimes I would be like, oh, well, this is our first date. So let me not, like, get in an argument. Mm. Or, oh, this is, like, oh, I'm just going to, like, be less than myself because I felt like someone couldn't handle, like, me being me. And I think that was detrimental to myself because you can't keep up a facade, even though that's not what I would have called it for that long. And then also that person's not really getting to know you. They're getting to know this other person. So being real from the jump and then no, and being able to accept that not everybody's going to like you and that's okay. That's, that's how life works. So don't try to be a people pleaser when you're dating in relationships because then you're just, then it's not, it's not going to work out in the long it's run. It's not because things will come out. Like yeah. you don't have an issue with something on the first date and then you have an issue with it like a year later mm-hmm. and then they're going to be confused because it's like you didn't have an issue with this earlier, but you did. Yes. <laughs> so I would say just keeping it, keep yourself real and like you'll find a person and if you don't, then that's okay. And you need to sit with being okay with being alone because being yourself alone is way better than being with someone else, but you you can't be your full self. Oh, yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop right there. That, that was you. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for being on the podcast. We truly loved having you both. Joelle, your voice is so soothing. Have you ever thought about guiding meditations? Because I'd listen to <laughs> <Wow>. it. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was really uh, thank you. To, thank I, was, you. I was getting ready to say that. Like, you guys have, like, I've had people tell me that I have a, a broadcast you voice. Do. Mm-hmm. I never really, I was like, what does that mean? But listening to you guys, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, now I see how people can say that about another person. Like, yeah, you guys, I could just sit here and be like, wow. <laughs> Wait, what were you guys saying? Like, I'm just listening to the sound of your voice. Oh, thanks so much. Well, let's do... So, again, it's Tuesdays, Mind of a Reel. They drop around noon. So, you guys, we drop on Wednesdays. Now you have something to listen on Tuesdays. We love it. Do you guys want to plug your socials as well? Yeah. Um. So, we have a Mind of a Reel podcast page on Instagram. Um. Okay, guys, I'm really bad at spelling, but bear with me, okay? <laughs> M-I-N-D-O-F-A- r-e-a-l and then of course podcast mind of a real podcast on instagram you can follow my main page but i kind of deactivate it from time to time because i just get away from instagram but that's n-a-w-i-t-s-g-a-b-e it's nods gabe joe spoonie oh mine is uh joe spoonie that's j-o-e underscore s-p-o-o-n-y and those will all be linked in the description box plugs of the week plugs of the week so my plug of the week is going to be by by Vegalia. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that, but that is going to be B Y V E G A L I A, and they do anime and art, and they also do some really cool procreate stuff. Um, but it is black queens, uh, in anime style, which is not seen a lot. So yeah. really cool. So find them on Instagram and TikTok under that thing. And Berenice, what's your plug of the week? My plug of the week goes to 1999 Customs NYC. They're two cousins from New York selling bleach dyed clothing and accessories. They're Afro-Latina and their commissions are open. Very cute 90s aesthetics. Definitely go check out their site. Again, it's 1999customsnyc.com. All right, you guys. So that was the episode. I really want again to thank Gabe and Joelle for coming on and please go check out their podcast and subscribe to theirs at A Mind of a Real. 
Thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you next week. As always, please subscribe, follow, follow us on our social media. It's at things number four, your concern um, on Instagram, and then there's links to everything else in there as well as plugs of the week. Please remember, if you have a favorite small business, let us know because it's hard to find them sometimes. So thank you. See you next week. Bye. Bye.